Welcome back to the We Are Unlimited podcast. I'm really excited because I've got uh, Lindsay Callan Weisner back on the show. Uh, we had a wonderful chat a few weeks ago, a really fun chat about quite a serious topic around um, suicide and youth suicide. Um, but I wanted to speak to Lindsay about the book that she's written, and we just ran out of time. So, welcome back, Lindsay. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for having me back. Uh, I couldn't wait. I'm really glad that we could make this happen. So um, the book is called 10 Steps to Finding Happy, A Guide to Permanent Satisfaction. Just tell us, Dish, dish like what is, what is the book about? Ah, well, um, I let's see. So the book is uh, – I'm trying to decide where to start, but in some um, – Several years ago, I won a contest in Cosmopolitan Magazine. I won the first ever and last ever fiction contest. And they informed me that they were going to tweet it at me, tweet my award, whatever, at me. And because Twitter was new, this was like 2014 or newer. And so I rushed to find a teenager to hand my phone to so he could open up a Twitter account for me. And then I started to, you know, start using hashtags to um, connect with other writers because I was trying to find an agent. And I met a friend who I, we really clicked and I thought she was very funny. And then as it turned out, she lives 10 minutes from my house and her niece is uh, in the same grade as my, grade and school as my son. Um, her name is Selene Castrovia. She is a very accomplished writer. She has a lot of awards that I can't remember, but she writes, you know, in all different categories, uh, young adults, some children's historical stuff, and then uh, a few adult novels that are kind of sexy. So um, she approached me two summers ago and asked if I would take a look at a book she had written. And I did. And I knew that all of these, she had 10 steps and then like daily concrete actions, like things you could go out and do immediately to help you get towards, you know, uh, that happiness, which is important because when you are depressed or unhappy, you often feel helpless and hopeless and giving someone concrete actions, you know, specific things they could do every day is actually really helpful. But she didn't realize this because she you know, she doesn't have a, a background in psychology or social work or anything or behavioral health. And so I did the scariest thing ever and asked her if she wanted a co-author. Uh, she said yes. And then I backed up all of these things with science and research and also recruited 24 expert writers in different fields to either uh, explain something in more deep in more detail for example mindfulness or uh, EFT which is emotional function tapping I think or um, you know art therapy dance and movement therapy and then we also have some people that are just talking about how they find found their way to being happier and or how they define their own happiness and it's an interesting assortment of people Cool. <clears throat> so 
just to give the listeners a bit of uh, context and background, and you touched on it anyway, and I, I probably should have filled them in in my intro. Um, so you have a background in psychology. Um, could you let the let the readers know just a little bit of a bit of your background, um, so they kind of know that, yeah, you're that the, I'm qualified. You're the bee's knees, yeah. Um, okay. Yes. Um. I. So I had. I um I have my, a doctorate in psychology, clinical psychology. I currently work largely with suicidal teenagers. I also before before I went to graduate school, I did a fellowship with our uh, National Institute of Health. It's like our main uh, science and research organization. It's in uh, Maryland, which is right by D.C. You know, Washington D.C. And I did research in child and family developments. I also have a, a podcast called the Neurotic Nourishment Podcast, and I have a potty mouth. Those are literally my qualifications. <laughs> tick box. Okay, we've ticked that box. Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so did you make any personal discoveries in the creation of, um, of this book? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, did I make any discoveries? Oh, well, so I'd never edited anything before. So I discovered editing. That was awesome. fun. <laughs> um, but what was really interesting was to, I hadn't looked at researchers, you know, like statistical clinical research in years. But as part of what I did in this book was to back up these 10 steps with science. And I did realize how much I love science and statistics. Well, I don't like statistics because I don't like numbers, but I love what, looking at connections or, um, you know, how information is presented or mis mispresented, misrepresented. Uh, there was about a year and a half ago, I, my local news said that there is a, uh, well, they didn't say that, they said, if you have the flu shot, you are less likely to die of a devastating heart attack. And I was in the middle of looking at all this research. And so this sent me off on a tangent that no one has any interest in listening to besides me, um, where really, if you're getting the flu shot, you're going to the doctor every year. And if you're going to the doctor, you're more likely to have an earlier diagnosis of a heart problem and therefore, that first heart attack is less likely to be devastating. And even if you're going to a pharmacy, that means you're still taking some, taking your health into your own hands. And so again, that puts a different, you know, you're probably looking out for your health more than the person who isn't going to the doctor, isn't getting the flu shot, and whoops, dies of a sudden unknown heart attack unexpectedly because they had never been to a doctor. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it was which is helpful not only in research, but also when you're interacting with people, you know, to sort of look at it from all different angles and perspectives. Um, I did have, I had a super cool moment last week. I was at a uh, PTA meeting, a school meeting. Do you call it PTA? Something like that. I think the different schools have different names for them. Fine. We're on the same page either yeah. way. A place where women go to feel good about themselves and then talk about each other when they leave. Right. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been to one. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Now you know everything you need to know. <laughs> no, <can't> um, <laughs> but so I was at a um, PTA meeting and one of our local librarians who I, uh, 
door. Um, she like literally she's watched my children grow up and is always recommending a book. And we're not surprisingly very big on books in my house. I think that one day soon we're not going to be able to pay our mortgage because of overdue, you know, uh, library fines, but it'll be worth it. So um, she was sitting next to me and I had asked her if she would, if I could send her an advanced copy and if she could write a review and post it on Goodreads. And she said to me, she's like, I didn't bring it up because that would be rude. But when I sat down next to her and said, hi, she said, I have to tell you, it really has changed my life, which I don't read self-help books. So I wasn't looking to change anyone's life. I was looking to make people think a little bit differently. But so I sort of thought she was blowing smoke up my ass. And I said, um, really? And she proceeds to tell me how, you know, she's, yeah, I thought, I have no idea how old she was. I couldn't ask, but you know, she's in her twenties. She's very attractive. She's very smart. And yet when I ask, whenever I ask her for a, an adult book recommendation, she has none because she says, to be honest, I, I usually only read for my job, which should have been my first key that she, um, had some other underlying stuff going on. And the underlying stuff, as she told me, is that she never, she never puts her own happiness first. Mm. She never thinks about her own happiness. And she said the reason she hasn't finished this book is because as she was reading it, it made her pause to think about her own happiness. And for the past however many years, she has been living uh, with her parents. And the reason is because they need her salary to help pay the mortgage. And she, after reading this, or she hadn't stopped, finished reading the book, but like while reading this book, she told me she actually, you know, went to her parents, had a conversation and is looking for apartments. I, I know. Right. But like, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I really, if not for the fact that she's not the type of person to make something like this up, I, I was shocked and, and I really wanted to ask her more, like at which point did it for you? But I think for some of us, especially women, there just is something about as we get older and she doesn't have kids, but I know, I think this also happens during motherhood or, you know, after you get married, we forget to take our own happiness into account. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I work with a lot of women and it's funny, you know, they get to this place and they lose themselves and then, you know, they start finding themselves uh, right for affairs and those kinds of things. And, and in talking to them, you know, it's kind of like, well, what is it that you love? What, what, who are you? And they're like, I have no idea. I don't even know what I like anymore. Um, you know, we talk about what, what, what could you like? What could life be like? And, and some of them are like, what do you mean? Like, like, let's just dream. Like, and the yeah. thing closed down to the, the, the possibility of dreaming is just like this, this, um, foreign idea. So yes, absolutely. We, and you know, I, I know I went through that process myself when, when I had children and, and you probably did too, when you're just in it and you're in it and you're just trying to get by day by day <laughs> on very little sleep and, and all the yeah. requirements that motherhood requires of you. And then, and then just, and then you just kind of pop out the other end of that long dark tunnel <laughs> you're like, where, where am I? Who am 100%, I? A hundred percent, you know, I mean, a hundred percent. And it's, 
It's really tough. It's really easy to lose yourself. And um, it's interesting. Recently, I was having a conversation with my best friend and she was, she's contemplating having a third child. And I remember a time when I wanted a third child and then my husband was dead set against it. And I was thinking about it. And really this, this second part of my life, this, um, the book fell into my lap, like right before my 40th birthday. And uh, then the podcast, as we've spoken about, just evolved on a fluke. And so it feels, and I only joined Instagram six months ago. So it feels like this whole uh, next step is my third child, where I get to find myself. Like it's my third child, except I get time for me uh, to find myself and to decide what I'm doing, where I'm going and and how I spend my time. And my husband sort of compared it to an affair. He's like, are you doing this because there's something missing from our <laughs> relationship? And I, I said, no. He's like, are you having an affair? I was like, with you know, 9,000 <laughs> 9, people ac your across the country? Exactly. Like <laughs> maybe my microphone, but you know, I said, um, I didn't, he's also totally off the grid, has never had a social media account. So like, I didn't know how to explain it to him, but uh, the truth is, uh, you know, we get to be mom from the moment we give birth. Like I introduce myself, I've tried to stop a little bit, but it's relevant that I'm a mother, but it, you know, it used to be the first thing in my bio. And I guess if I'm reaching out to another mom, it will be, but realistically a man doesn't, become dad like as an identity for the rest of his life the way a woman does so mm. it's too easy to forget about your own happiness and part of these 10 steps some of them are really simple like choose to find happy and it sounds like okay this is bullshit let's move on to the next step but it does require a determined it's like choosing to lose weight or choosing to get into an exercise routine it's a daily commitment Absolutely. It's like, you know, um, anyone who's listening who is married as well, like it starts off great and easy and everything and you, then you have children and things can, can get like tough and you have to choose love. You have to choose, as you said, you choose that commitment and then figure it out. Uh, absolutely. It's, I was, um, it's funny, a few, when my husband and I just, I can't remember when you and I recorded, I think it was right before we moved, but we moved into this new house and there's a lot of shit to fight about in a new house. So, <laughs> you know, we moved into this new house and we were fighting and um, it wasn't anything big, but like, you know, it just kept, whatever. It was just life. And so my husband once says to me at one point, I don't want to have to fight with you um, every day or I don't, or for the, I don't want to spend the rest of our lives fighting and we have a pretty good relationship, you know? And I said to him, I was like, well, tough shit, because that's what marriage is. Like marriage is choosing the person you agree to spend the rest of your life fighting with and fighting for, you know, <laughs> like this is it. It's an everyday decision. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess <laughs> it depends. Yeah. And each, each couple falls into their own normal, you know, you have this storming, Storming phase, usually, you know, the whole forming, storming, norming, transforming sure. um, things. Yeah. So, uh, and to clarify, we don't like, we don't fight often. We fight in spurts, you yeah. know, like uh, where uh, there'll be like a buildup and then it's, you know, like three days of bizarre little fights about nothing. But, but I do think like you agree to take someone with the good and the bad, just yes. like we had children, you know? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, so you, you started diving into the book a little bit and I was asking if you could give a few tips without giving, uh, you know, giving the whole thing away. But no, a hundred percent. Yeah. If there's yeah. any listeners who just like find themselves in this place of unhappy, um, yeah. Can you, can you give us a few tips from the book? Yeah. So first of all, if I had to start the book over again, I would say it's 10 steps to finding happier because I think every country, every culture, every society, every age has their own definition of happy. And we, I think currently at this point in our time, we view happiness the way children view boredom, you know, like, or like, like they expect not to be bored and we expect to be happy, but we forget that we have to work at it. So one of the tips is try something new. Uh, again, it sounds foolish, but realistically, when you try something new, whether it be physical or mental, your, the neurotransmitters and synapses in your brain start firing in different ways, uh, to like make an adjustment. And as a, in your thinking or your physical activity or whatever it is, and in the course of these synapses firing and neurotransmitters flying around, it actually increases the substances in your brain that do naturally contribute to happiness so yeah try something new (laughs) cool and it can be as simple like I know when I feel if I'm getting into a rut or the routine is like same old same old I will just like I'll swap out where I go for a walk even just changing the side of the road (laughs) to where I go for the walk it's a tiny tiny thing but all of a sudden noticing different things different perspectives um yeah so that's that's cool. Um, is how much? Oh my goodness, we've been recording for twenty-seven minutes already. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's amazing. I love <laughs> talking to you. Um, okay, so firstly, I mean, the book is—it's um, already launched. It is officially being released on March twentieth, twenty twenty. But you can pre-order the link on Amazon. Okay, um, and we will definitely be dropping that link in the show notes and wherever I post this. Um, but you know, Helen, you know what my mission is with this book. Tell me. Okay, glad you asked. Um, <laughs> I think this book is important. I think it is important for us to remember how to take action and active steps to make ourselves happy or happier or to... Um, you know, to get the people that don't do us good out of our life and to invite others that do in. But I have a bigger mission slash goal. I work a lot with suicidal teenagers and it's a new niche for me that I just sort of fell into by accident. And I'm actually, I, it sounds weird to say enjoying it, but I'm really getting more and more intense about uh, the need to raise awareness of mental health and also the need to destigmatize mental health because too often, you know, a teenager will come to me, I'll meet with them, and then the parents will, will tell me and or the teenager not to say anything to anybody else about how they're feeling, the depression, the suicide, you know, don't tell the school, don't tell your friends, and really what that does, and it's a well-meaning parent, but that sort of adds on a level of shame to a kid that already feels unworthy of everything. So 
I am trying to use the launch of this book because we've got the United Nations and we've got the book launch. And um, so I am trying to use it to storm social media with the hashtag 10 steps and the stigma and hashtag mental health awareness. So I is have, that 10 as in one zero or T E N? Yes. 10 as in one zero. Thank okay. you. That's all right. Uh, and we'll put it in the show notes too. Right. And I'm also sending postcards all across the country, all across the world, um, with the hopes that people will hold up a picture of the, the, the hold up this postcard, the picture, and you know, take a photo of yourself doing something happy or take a picture of your damn cat. I don't care, but <laughs> use that hashtag one zero steps and the stigma because there's going to be someone that, that finds this, that comes across it, that needs to hear it. So I know Helen's going to send me her address and for anyone else that's interested, I am, I am more than happy. I am figuring out how to mail all across the country. It is very confusing, but I am managing. I got some so, tips for that, <laughs> but you that's do? Another, okay. another conversation. Um, but that yeah. is my mission to really spread awareness, open up the conversation and decrease the stigma so people can be depressed without being shamed. Awesome. That's, you know, it's, it's, it's cool. Like I love having the people on the show that are just creating really cool stuff that that's comes from the heart and it's always contribution based as well. Not, not because it has to be just because it, people want to, and this is, this is the, the kind of person that they are. Um, so on that note, you know, and this is going out into a community of contribution based hardcore creators. How can we help you? What, what can we do? to help with this launch and, and get the awareness out. Sure. So um, a few people have offered to have me send a, like if you have a large following, if there've been a few people that have been amazed that have offered to have me send a digital copy, which they've, they said they would upload the, you know, the week before the 20th so that people can also print it out because at some point I'm going to run out of my 5,000 postcards um, or run out of the money to send it across the country. So, um, you know, if you, if you would like a copy of the postcard, please let me know. And you can uh, reach me at psych shrink mom or at neurotic nourishment and send me your address and I will happily send it out. If you think you have a community uh, to share it to, please, you know, let me know and I can send you a digital version that hopefully you can help me. Uh, this is a grass movement like no other, although there's 24 of us and I have a co-author like the other day, my co-author tried to convince me that we should, I should set up a fake number and pretend to be our publicist. And <laughs> uh, I just, I don't have the time or patience. And also I, I don't, I don't need a publicist. I need a people to believe like I do, you know? Yeah. 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 Cool. Okay. So make sure we've got all that contact details. Um, is there a Facebook page or anything like yes. that? You talked about Instagram. Yes, yep. there is. The Facebook page is, um, I'm just looking for it. I have a lot of stuff going on. So um, that's why I can't remember my own name at various points in time. So um, there is a Facebook page, Finding Happy. Mm -hmm. um, I also have one called Mental Wellness Consultants. And that's like all sorts of um, psychological tips, advice, and articles that I find interesting. And then, of course, 
brand new is um, the Facebook page, Neurotic Nourishment, where I will also share my episodes and um, exciting stuff that's going on there. And I, I'm not smart enough to put it all under the same name, so boo. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> cool. Okay, so um, yeah, let's let's get the word out. So if you're listening to this and you know somebody who, if you or you know somebody who has a, a good following, um, let them know. Let them know about this book and this project and uh, Lindsay can send you or them a yeah. probably a postcard as well. Um, yeah, and even so- if you have five friends, post, share it to your, you know, share it to your social media. I said big following because like that would be nice, but like any, every, every person helps. If we can turn on our smart devices on March 20th and see people with this you know, using this hashtag, someone else is seeing it too. And someone else is feeling more hopeful. hopeful. Yeah. Excellent. And share it. If you know someone who's a little bit down, like share that, share this with, with them as well. And, um, uh, you know, it might just be the beginning of making a decision yeah. to be happy. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's wrap it up for now. Um, I know you and I are going to talk more anyway. I just think you're amazing. You're one of my favorite people. Um, you too. <laughs> <laughs> I love what I love what you're creating. Um, I love the energy you bring. Um, yeah, so we'll wrap this up. We'll get this posted up on um, up on Anchor FM and in Facebook and and various places where I kind of connect with people and. Um, look, just high fives to you for getting this done. And I'm so excited. The launch is coming up. Um, and the good work that you're doing is changing lives. Um, and you probably haven't even got an inkling of the lives that are going to change. Yet. I'm hoping, honestly, yeah. I've got my office, but I, I want to reach people that are not in my office also. Yeah. And you will for sure. Absolutely. I've been in this work long enough to know that if you just, keep at it and put your stuff out there that it does reach the people it needs to reach. And it was exactly what they needed to hear at just the right time. So yeah, have faith, go forth. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right. Well, um, take care. We'll be in touch anyway. And um, if you're listening to this, please reach out. If you're struggling with happiness, reach out to myself, reach out to Lindsay. Uh, We've got resources that we can help you with, um, help you take that first step to finding happy as well absolutely okay all right see you Lindsay. thank you i uh, have you got something else to say no i, I was heard. gonna <laughs> i know i was good i know thank you're gonna have to edit that out um no i just sent you i was saying that i sent you the pre-order link <laughs> okay awesome so we'll put the pre-order link i you know i've got so much to do i'm not really into editing so We keep it real and raw. It's all good. The pre-order link will be in the show notes. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Because if you don't like awkwardness, you won't like me. So (laughs) we're we're real people doing real shit in the world. And it's good. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Toodaloo. And um, we'll be in touch. Sounds good.